Please be advised the following events depicted in this podcast are entirely fictional and written with the intention of entertainment. If any events described in the podcast are at all like real experiences, be advised to visit your government official, for you have probably experienced Eldred's intervention beyond human comprehension. Thank you. Welcome to Uncovering the Uncertain, a podcast dedicated to all the weird wackiness unexplained and downright horrible events that lie beyond the constraints of human conceptualism and logical reality, yet happened all the same. I'm your host, Corwin Corey Burke, and let's get started. The gripping tale of a missing child, a mother's descent into paranoid delusion, and the shocking revitalization of a local legend. Between the stories of great note lie ones that fly under the radar, that have no easy or definitive answers. Welcome to Uncovering the Uncertain, Liminal Spaces. Episode 1, The Missing Person's Parking Lot. Date, June 12th, 1994. Location, Hatchbrook, Missouri. A town where charm, warmth, and friendliness converge to create an idyllic haven in the heart of the Midwest. Nestled between rolling hills and surrounded by lush greenery. Whether it be the cheery sight of Main Street, adorned with quaint storefronts that proudly display a mix of locally owned businesses. The aroma of freshly baked goods wafts through the air, courtesy of the delightful Hatchbrook Bakery. Or Hatchbrook's iconic Fountain Park. The town exudes a timeless appeal that captures the essence of small-town America. It is in this idyllic small town that we are introduced to Lake Sturphausen, a 28-year-old single mother trying to work her way through life after the recent death of her husband, Jeremy Sturphausen. All while taking care of her charge, the couple's seven-year-old daughter, Susan. Despite the early struggles with mental health, Lake's peers noted she pulled herself together fairly quickly. However, it should be mentioned that Lake had the support of the small-town community, including the town's only therapist, Alan Jefferson. The year following Jeremy's death was hard on the Sturphausen household, but things looked bright, with Lake going so far as to start planning an otherwise opulent party for her daughter's upcoming eighth birthday, all while in between taking care of her daughter and working full-time shifts at the loca Bella Kyla Scuffler, Hatchbrook's only big-box store. In addition to working full-time... Lake also did most of her shopping at BKS, utilizing her employee discount to the fullest potential. And it was here, on one of these trips, that tragedy struck. When the peaceful town shattered, and the sweet seven-year-old Susie Sturphausen was abducted in the late hours of the evening from the Bella Kyla Scuffler parking lot. At 3.30 a.m. on June 12, 1994, Lake Sturphausen realizes that she has yet to go on her weekly shopping trip. Finding the house out of many essentials that Lake had been putting off, restocking in an effort to conserve money for her daughter's eighth birthday party. In the back seat of the car, strapped in with an early reader's copy of Peter Pan, is Susie. Usually Lake would leave her daughter in the care of her 76-year-old grandmother, Skylar Lockley. But unfortunately, the older woman was out of town visiting an old friend in the hospital. When reached out for comment, Skylar merely commented that it was a shame what happened to my family that night. If only I had been there to take care of my granddaughter. 
After doing her shopping and securing her child into the back seat, Lake would then upset. What? Add, add something to the podcast. I... No. I, I didn't. Look, okay. Let's get something straight here. You're the editor. I... I've stepped away from that. Because I have to. For my own mental health. I'm managing this show after my friend went missing. What do you mean, people know? I, I've got no idea what you're talking about. S- seriously, I don't get it. I, I did nothing. You had the whole card. I didn't do anything. I didn't add anything. I didn't change anything. I literally just took the file off of the card and I hit the upload button to the site. I mean, yeah, I should have reviewed it, but I didn't because it was a long day and I really needed some sleep. Go listen to it. Okay, fine. You know, I'll keep you on call and I'll listen to this. Okay, here, the announcement episode. And... Huh. That's a couple minutes longer than I thought it would be. Hold on, let me just skip to... No, I didn't need the reminder... I didn't tell them missing under mysterious circumstances while researching the shopping mall. What? I'm going to have to call you back. In the aftermath of her daughter's tragic disappearance, Lake snapped, rambling about a strange, otherworldly explanation for her daughter's disappearance. In meetings both with the townspeople and her therapist, Alan Jefferson, Lake was described as paranoid, erratic, and delusional, going so far as to physically attack people in public when they attempted to reason with her. Lake's account of that evening involved her daughter not being stolen by a human, but by a formless, shuffling creature. What makes this case especially eerie and perplexing is in the fact that the creature described by Lake resembled that of the otherworldly entity called the Back Alley Shuffler. To make matters worse, Lake isn't the only one who has evidence to believe so. Throughout the day, citizens reported an unsettling presence in the vicinity of the store. In addition to describing a shadowy figure that seemed to move in a disjointed, shuffling manner. Some bystanders claim to have heard strange, guttural whispers that sent shivers down their spines. While, by all accounts, this could have simply been the kidnapper standing outside all day, waiting for their victim. The described behaviors match that of the local legend. The back alley shuffler, a myth older than Hatchbrook entirely, described as a perverse entity given life by the negative thoughts and beliefs of humanity, the inverse of creation. 
The shuffler's behavior is described as bobbing in and out of reality, feeding on the negative energies expelled by humans when they are placed in anguish, surviving by temporarily dragging humans into its realm, feasting until the source is used up or a more potent source can be found. What two sources of anguish are more potent than the fears of a child being taken from their parent and a mother who has lost her entire family and can do nothing to stop it? Lake describes that as she was focused on securing the groceries, the back alley shuffler manifested behind Susie, its grotesque silhouette warping the air around it, and its elongated limbs appeared from within the car, defying the laws of physics. In a matter of seconds, the entity snatched Susie with its otherworldly appendage, folding her as Lake feebly attempted to get into the car. The mother was trapped outside, forced to watch as the shuffler pulled her daughter through the cracks in the seat. Law enforcement was immediately notified, but the investigation faced numerous challenges. The shuffler left no physical evidence behind, and while witnesses struggled to provide coherent descriptions from the day, there wasn't even security footage of the kidnapping to go off of just the hysterical claims of townspeople and a grieving mother. Later, Lake reported experiencing bizarre and unsettling visions during the incident, all of which portrayed the incident slightly differently, further complicating her troubled testimonies. Despite the best efforts of Detective Marcus Holloway, lead investigator on the case, who even delved into the town's history, discovering a series of unexplained phenomena and disappearances, nothing concrete could be found. Legend had it the entity had been lurking in the shadows for centuries, choosing unsuspecting victims seemingly at random. But legend isn't cold, hard fact. Without evidence, a legend is just an old story. Lake, gripped by fear, turned to paranormal experts and occultists to aid in her search, all of whom turned her down. Eventually, it was determined that Lake had simply suffered some sort of psychotic break and she was locked into the Belling Boys Institute in hopes that she could get the help she needed. This was not the case, however, as Lake proceeded to spend years since still at the Institute, rambling in fear about lumps in the carpet, lumps in the walls. When we reached out to the Institute to try and get a hold of Lake for comment, we were told by her doctor that Lake doesn't like anything electronic, as she claims that the back alley shuffler can use them to taunt its victims. Meanwhile, as Detective Holloway and his team continued their pursuit, the line between reality and supernatural blurred. The back alley shuffler, ever the elusive phantom, left behind a trail of eerie occurrences and unexplained phenomena, but nothing to indicate it was ever real in the first place. And so the investigation deepened. The true nature of Susie Sturphausen's abduction remains shrouded in mystery to this very day, with the town teetering on the edge of reality far beyond human understanding. In April 1995, an arrest was quietly made, and the story of Susie Sturphausen ended. A casket was buried in the Evermore Cemetery, with no body inside.
This episode of Uncovering the Uncertain comes to its conclusion. Thank you for watching. Please come back next week to continue the story. And have a lovely day, evening, or night.